travel cast. If you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. Still in Columbus. It's unbelievable. I thought I'd be out of here by now, but I'm still fucking here. But I'm pretty excited today. I have my friend John Wilson with me. Hey, how's it going? John Wilson is a, a hardcore backpack adventurer. This is the kind of guy who works hard for like a year, two years. He'll bust his ass at some horrible job. And he won't have any fun. He won't have a social life. He won't live. And then he'll take off. That's a little harsh, but... <laughs> yeah, no. Nobody likes him. He's got no friends. No. <laughs> so then he'll take like a year and just get off the grid for a while. Get off the map. Go to... Um, You've been to Costa Rica, uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah. We, I remember you and I used to live out in Los Angeles. You had a place in, uh, it might as it well have been Tor- in, yeah, in Mexico. In Torrance. Torrance, yeah. yeah. It was like the most gangster neighborhood. It was. It was controlled by the 204th Street gang. So, Are you down yeah. with those homies? They're, they're my peeps. They're That's my cool. homies. <laughs> it was rough getting in, but... Dude, I, don't I want to talk about it. I remember <laughs> going to you would invite me over uh and I would come by and I would fear for my life going into that neighborhood. You should have. Yeah. Well, it was well it was a well thought fear. Um the gunshot fire was uh you know constant reminder. I do remember hearing <laughs> gunshots all the time. So, you know, you wake up to gunshots, don't have to, you know, set the alarm. So, what's interesting though is nobody ever fucked with us. No. No, not really. It was uh, more gang-on-gang type stuff. I tried to stay out of it when I could. Yeah, I mean, I I remember... uh, I remember nobody... I think one time you were walking in and some Mexican guys... Yeah, uh, I went to the actually... um, The burrito shop, which... uh, You know, of course, there's going to be a burrito shop in that neighborhood. Right. They had the best burritos I've ever eaten. So I figured I'd venture out one time about 10 o'clock... Which usually I didn't do around there, but uh, got my burrito, um, was walking home, and uh, about a '66 Impala showed up with the uh, with the hydraulics and asked me what I was doing in their neighborhood. So naturally, after I shit myself, (laughs) um, I explained that that was my neighborhood too, and I lived there. And they informed me that they don't let white people live in that neighborhood. (laughs) So um, I thought for sure I was dead, but I told them where I lived, and they followed me there. And uh, when I opened the gate and walked in, I heard them all laughing. Oh, shit, he does live here, man. (laughs) And after that, every time I saw them, they honked, they waved. So There's the crazy vato, man. Yeah, it was funny. It was definitely an interesting place to live. You are, yeah, the, you were the crazy gringo. I remember I'd, I'd show up there at night, and uh, there would be guys, like, standing on the corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they never yeah. fucked with me. I don't know what they were up to, but I, I would just drive Probably on Probably no good, but, uh, yeah, I never stopped to ask. I yeah. Mean, they had an ice cream truck that would go around that kids never went up to, <laughs> so I never, never questioned that either. Never went up to it. <laughs> so, it was interesting. Now, you, um, boy, how do we get into this whole deal? You were living in Chiang Mai, Thailand for a while. Right. Actually, I, the way I got to Thailand, I'd never thought about going to Thailand ever before. And um, I got a call in the middle of the night that um, a Thai voice said, um, we have your father here, he's dead. He's dead? Yeah, that's what... See, they don't know, um, they have no sense of past, present, future. Um, <laughs> and I think she was trying to either say he's dying or he's sick. Well, actually, what happened was he had a heart attack. He was but he was hospital. not dead. He was not dead. But they scared and the shit. So they told me he was dead. Uh, Haru? Haru? Yeah, this is John. <laughs> yeah, your father is dead. Okay, thank you. You you come to Thailand and get uh, the body because your father he did as he did as motherfucker dead. He got no pulse. I mean, I wish they would have gave me that much information. <laughs> Just... So um, then she said um, something about. I didn't think he was dead after that because then she said um, he's in room 
and gave me a room number and then hung up. <laughs> Why would they give him a private? Exactly. So I'm sitting there. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking, huh, that's strange. Maybe I better look into this a little bit. <laughs> so I got on the phone, called every hospital in Chiang Mai, which surprisingly there were, were quite a few. Finally got a hold of somebody that said, oh, yeah, he's here, and then hung up. So the next day I got on a plane and flew to Thailand. Never been there before, ever. How far is, because uh, I know you fly into Bangkok. How far is well, Chiang fly, Mai from Bangkok? It's a 45-minute plane ride. Uh-huh. It's about an eight-hour train ride. So it's it's pretty far. It's about uh, 600 miles. All right, so you, you fly to Thailand, and... and you, you, your dad's alive. Yeah. And you call me and you tell me I'm in Thailand. You call me one day and it's like, bro, I'm I'm in Thailand, man. You should come up here. And and so I'm like, I, I'm dumb enough to get on a plane and I go, and it was a it was a rough trip for me. A lot of bad shit happened to me, but uh, I think I'd go back because I want to see Chiang Mai. I never got to see Chiang right. Mai. You uh, you actually got. You came the second time I, I went there. Actually, I came home and went back. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, you should have gone to Chiang Mai first and eased into it. Well, we couldn't because the day I landed, we'll, we'll get to all this. The right. day I landed, not a civil war. People were calling it a civil war, but it wasn't. It was no, like it was a just civil a, unrest, maybe. Right. It was just basically people protesting. The yeah. red shirts and the yellow shirts. uh the government against the king, and it was just a bunch of bullshit. Um, people in the U.S. I don't think understand anything about that. Do you know anything about the like? Because well, people were telling a me a little bit of the red shirts it. versus the yellow shirts. I get off the plane, I was wearing a red a Buckeye shirt. I was like, shit, yeah. I'm wearing a red shirt. Yeah, that probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah, like no sides. kidding. Especially kill, when you don't know what side. Kill the round eye. Kill the round eye with the red shirt. But uh. Basically, um, the red shirts were all the... Uh, the king supported the north. He was from the north. Um, whenever anything would happen, uh, most of the aid and the, um, the money would get funneled up north. And the red shirts were the peasants, the, um, the people that worked in the villages. Felt like they weren't... There was a giant flood the year before. They, figured, they felt like they didn't get any help. So they elected, they voted in their guy, you know, I don't know who he was. They got his guy voted in to uh, their government, to lead their government. Well, the people in power, the rich people didn't like that. So they just pretty much overturned it, said, we're not going to recognize this guy. And that started the whole rebellion. I mean, I remember seeing in the news, was it a yellow shirt? Shooting a red shirt. I don't know. They shot this general right there on TV in front of everybody. Boom! Shot shot him right in the head. You remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. That was actually they were claiming that he was the guy that rigged the election. Uh huh. And the guy that actually shot him was a like just a, a radical. He was a I don't know like the alone. They portrayed him anyway as a lone gunman that just took it upon himself to shoot. Shoot this so guy. there's some heavy shit going on over there, even now. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't hear too much about it anymore. Me neither. But I'm sure there's still, you know, that doesn't just go away overnight. Now, were you, when you were living in Chiang Mai, um, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not. You you were seeing a girl there, or weren't you? Um. Yeah, yeah, I was seeing Her name's Nan? Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, I met her there through my dad, um... You know, it was nothing serious or anything, but... You were giving her the high, hard ones? <laughs> she, was, she was giving you happy endings without <laughs> charging you? Right. <laughs> so I guess that you call that a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so you were pretty happy over there. Yeah, I remember, I get yeah, off... definitely. I had gotten off the plane in Bangkok, <laughs> and you had been sleeping at the airport for like a couple of days, huh? Well, overnight, because they kept saying your, pl- your flight was going to arrive at this time. Right. Oh, wait, now it's going to arrive at this time. And now this time, it just kept getting pushed back. Attention, passenger. Uh, your flight will be arrive at 7 p.m. N- no, sake, I fuck with you. 
Ted coming at nine. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> except you had to ask them 15 times before they would tell you. Uh... So, yeah, I'd been there probably about... 15, 16 hours by the time you got there. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it did suck. But you can drink beer there the whole time, so... Okay, yeah. The, well, okay, here it is. So, I get off the plane. I wanted to tell this story. I think that uh, this will give some history to my listeners about some of the travel stories of mine. Um, and it was the most interesting trip of my life. I get off the plane. You've been waiting there. We've got backpacks, and that's pretty much all we've got. Yeah. And a little bit of money. So I get off the plane, and I'm exhausted. I'm on planes. You know, it's, it's brutal flying in coach from I, Columbus to Chicago, Chicago, Tokyo, to Co- Tokyo to Bangkok. That's right. brutal, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to take a shower <coughs> and, and supposedly sleep, although we went bar hopping. Right. So uh, I get off the plane. You find us a cab, and you say, is this a happy cab? And the guy says, oh, yeah, sure. We get in, and a happy cab means you can smoke marijuana in the cab. Right. Marijuana is a pretty accepted thing. It it is illegal. It's illegal there, but everybody does. You know, um, if if you do get busted or caught with it, they basically want a bribe. You they'll, you know, they'll take bucks. 10, 20 bucks. Right. See, this is the thing. I talk to people who go, ooh, don't get caught with weed over there. They'll chop your head off. In the old days, yeah. they used to, yeah. and it killed their tourist mm-hmm. dollar. That's pretty much what happened. Actually, in 1988, they actually hung a guy from the United States for possession of marijuana. Uh-huh. He had a few pounds that he tried to smuggle across the border, but it all ended up, it was a... Uh, at the time, we were imposing sanctions against them, uh-huh. and their government thought that they were going to send us a message by hanging somebody, which they followed all... There is a law there, there was, that said drug smuggling, which is different from possession, right? transport, it can be punishable up to death, but they'd never imposed it, not for marijuana. Um, they thought it would send us a message, and it just backfired in their face. In fact, their tourism died there for about ten years. Yeah, nobody would want to go because they, of course, you're going to smoke. <laughs> you get drunk, smoke a joint, and oh, then yeah. boom, your head comes off. Well, uh, it's not like that anymore. No, now it all. runs while everywhere we went. I don't remember going checking into any hotel at any point on the trip without somebody coming up to me going, "You want go? You want weed? <laughs> yeah. You want weed? You want to go?" <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... Pretty widely accepted. Now, it is the Golden Triangle. There's opium, heroin. You get caught with that stuff over there. It's pretty serious. Yeah, that's why I dumped all that stuff in a trash yeah. can before we hopped the border. I was yeah, like, that's why better I, get rid of yeah, my heroin. I keistered all my stuff. <laughs> Did you so, put yeah. it right up the ass, yeah, huh? definitely. So you're sneaky like yeah. that. So, unfortunately, one night they caught it, but that's a different story. Rook would I find? So, and I remember the cab, we get in the cab, and he's driving, you crack open a couple of beers, we're oh, drinking that's beer. that's the other thing, there's no open container laws there. I would see people on the back of the motorbikes, everybody drives scooters over there, uh-huh. just drinking beers right on the back, so, you know, somebody riding a scooter with one hand and drinking a beer in the other. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting there's in the back no, of this cab, yeah. we're drinking beers, we're smoking weed, you light up a joint, the driver... Not even looking at red lights, not giving a fuck about stop signs, reaches back, hits the joint. Oh, yeah. And passes it back. <laughs> so this is a different kind of place I've landed in. My, my father told me before I went on that trip, he goes, oh, you're going to go on an adventure. And I was like, ah, oh, bullshit. It's probably going to like going to Hawaii or something. He was right. Uh, it, the minute I landed, it was crazy, you know. So we get to this place. Uh, where you had found us a couple of hotel rooms, which I don't know if I'd call them hotel yeah. rooms. What would you call those? Um, toilets? Yeah. Uh, um, just, uh, they're shitholes. But they're, five, what, five? They were ten bucks a night. Was it ten? It was something like yeah. that. In Bangkok, ten dollars. It was a. It was basically no, a cot and, yeah. a, and a hose for a shower right. and a toilet. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there are a lot of nice places there. They're expensive. We were on a budget, and we'd gone to three or four other hotels. 
I don't know what was going on that weekend, but it was packed. Oh, I got you. But uh, those, yeah, those hotel rooms were shit. So, but but we walk in, and there's a hallway to our rooms, and there's shoes lined up along the side of the hall. People in the rooms take their shoes off before they enter, and yeah, they just leave everywhere. their shoes in the halls, and they, they don't. Nobody steals them. Right. Nobody ever bothers them. Here, you try that shit in the United <laughs> States. They're you, gone. I think I'll leave my Michael Jordans outside my my door. Right. They're gone, baby. Yeah. But you know, granted, these were like old, crappy sandals. You know. Yeah, there were some hippies in the rooms, but oh, yeah. it was. Uh, I had roaches in there. That I was like, man, you guys got to kick in on the price of the room because these things were big. Oh, yeah. You, you're just sitting there watching TV and you're, hey, change the channel. What the fuck was that? But, I mean, and, and um, so we we start bar hopping the minute I get off the plane. I thought I'd be too tired to go do anything. You we're talked on Kosong into- Road, which is the seedy tourist area. It's, it's very well known... Uh, as a as a backpackers area, right? You know? So not the nicest area in the world, but packed with bars. Oh, Kosan Road. It was interesting. So all these bars. It's it's. Uh, I, it was an interesting place. Uh, I remember every bar had a television or two that was showing Animal Planet. Oh yeah, everyone. I still. I'm not exactly sure why. I've never been anywhere. They love that shit. <laughs> But every channel had, I mean, every bar had the Animal Planet on. <laughs> every right. bar. Hey, could I get a beer? Are you boys a wreck Animal Planet? <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay. Why do you have, what? <laughs> we, and then I remember going to one bar and saying, hey, can you change the channel? And they go, oh, you know, wreck Animal Planet? <laughs> I guess it's something where you don't, you know, any language can watch animals, you know. But, yeah, but the thing is, it was like one of the few English-speaking channels that I could find on the dial. Maybe that's right. why. Yeah, they didn't have much for TV for Americans there, that's for sure. So, we're bar hopping, and now um, I want to get into the the uh, infamous hot pepper incident. Oh, man, that, that made so, the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was the beginning of my pain. I, uh... Stop it. There's street vendors. And oh, we yeah. eat well, off. I, I ate off of them daily. I mean, a lot of people, people were are like, squeamish yeah, about oh, that. People were like, oh, I can't believe that you would eat that stuff. And the thing of it is, like, that stuff was made fresh that day. Like, they don't have refrigeration. So that was cooked that day. Uh-huh. You know, hours before they had gotten that stuff. Probably that morning, the animal was killed. You know, who knows? Right. But... I'd never had a problem with any of the street vendors. Well, I mean, if it, it, Bourdain says that, uh, I mean, if they were getting people sick, they wouldn't, that's their business. Yeah, people, like, yeah, people wouldn't go back. Right. So. so we were eating off these street vendors, and it was pretty good. Uh, Until but, the last one. <laughs> yeah, the last one we hit, I, there was a couple, we were eating kebabs. And I don't think they were chicken, first of all. Man, I don't think they were chicken either. He <laughs> said they were chicken, but dude, I yeah, never he, had a well, chicken taste like he didn't understand... Like, and later on, I was talking to people. I think it was frog, because they oh, eat a yeah. lot. They eat a lot of frog down there in that area. And I was telling some people, I was like, "Man, this stuff wasn't chicken." And a couple other people were like, "Oh yeah, man, we've had that too." And ours were frog. Oh, so I, man, I don't want to eat no frog. I guess well, you I didn't. didn't. Yeah, it was spit out right on the uh, <laughs> on the ground right there. This, uh, and I think this uh, the vendor, yeah, I think the vendor took a little bit of offense to that. Well, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, you, this uh, chicken that I killed this morning. You go meow meow. It's chicken. Wait, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> so I eat this kebab, and there's hopefully a, frog. There's a pepper. Oh yeah. It's sad when you're when you're hoping that it's a frog. <laughs> right. By the way, please let it be a frog and not a cat. Right. So there's a pepper at the end of this kebab, and it looks to me like. A, a green pepper, not like a, a hot pepper, but like a like you would get almost from the like grocery. a bell pepper. Yeah, and it looked delicious. And, and I'm, I'm a pepper you, dude. To, I to love this pepper. day. I still was about to. I know you don't believe that, but I was about to tell you because I had the same experience. It's actually <laughs> called a ghost pepper. Why didn't you give me a heads up on that? Well, for one, I thought it would be funny, <laughs> and it was. And two, I wish I would have had a video camera because. 
what happened next was some of the funniest shit I've seen in a long time down there. Okay, so all of a sudden, <clears throat> you bite I bite into, into this thing, and I'm chewing it, and it, at first, it doesn't taste bad. It's pretty good. No, it has it's some a, flavor to Right. It. You're like, this is a pretty good pepper. And then all of a sudden, someone unleashes the gates of hell. Oh, yeah. It's like somebody light a bit lighter in your mouth. Oh, and I, I should have said this. The minute I got off the plane, I was covered in sweat. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't stop. It's relentless. You're always covered in sweat. Well, my sweat was sweating from this pepper. I was just like, I must have looked just soaking wet. Oh, yeah. My my face turned red like a, like a tomato. Red. It was, you ever see that cartoon where somebody gets angry and they suddenly, their blood boils and they t- slowly well, I turn red? I think I did see some steam come out of your ears. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was fire. I had no water left in my bottle. I had a little bit left. So I run without paying for the kebabs. I go, I'll be right back to pay for that. I run into this 7-Eleven. And I'm pouring water. I'm not even paying for it. Just pouring water all over myself. And I don't know that it's not water. You want milk. Right. Well, everybody in the whole place stops to watch you. (laughs) You run in. You rip open the door of the cooler and just start uncapping waters. Not only pouring them in your mouth, but down the front of you, over your face. I mean, it was the funniest thing. And people were just shocked. They didn't know what to think. (sighs) Falan, is that what they call us? Yeah, that's tourist. A falang. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, they must have thought it was a dumb falang. Yeah, the, their phrase is "unbat falang," which means just a crazy tourist. Yeah, well, I look like and that I heard guy. that a lot. So, so I look like a maniac, and then I run back, and the kids, wait, like sitting there, going, "Why the hell did that guy just order kebabs and run, and then come back?" So I paid for my kebabs finally, but I mean, it didn't go away. We were two bars after oh, that, yeah. and I had been drinking beer, beer, and I was still. On fire. Oh, yeah, those things. And I'm sure it got you the next day, too. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the next day too much. But the beers were expensive in Bangkok, well, but they, they were cheaper. Yeah. In, in, in Bangkok, everything's more expensive. It's a tourist trap. It's dirty. Um, it's like the retarded stepbrother of New York. Okay. I mean, it's uh, seedy, shifty. Now, once you get out, like, Chiang Mai is a totally different area. Um, Buddhist run, so it's clean. Um, For the most part, people are really nice, friendly, respectable, you know. You don't have to worry too much when you're in Chiang Mai about anything. Well, I want to talk about that more, but I want to talk more about this trip first. okay. I want to get to Chiang Mai, because I have questions about that. Um, So, I get back to the hotel. We drink a few beers. I notice a lot of European tourists all over the place, oh, and, yeah. and Australians. Lots of Germans and Australians there for some reason. I ran in Australia. You don't realize is not far from there. It's like a seven or eight hour plane ride, which is about as far as Japan from there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, about the same. So you get a lot of um, Australian tourists there. So we get back to the rooms and. There's a sign on my door that says, hang on, let me actually pull it up because I, I don't want to get this wrong. I want to actually read you word for word. I had to take a picture of it. We need to post okay. this. You're on Facebook, John Wilson on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, if you want to add John, he's got pictures um, of our trip, and he's got a picture of this sign that was on our door. And uh, tell him you heard him on the podcast here, and he'll add you and let you take a look at these pictures. Um, it says, please always, not always, always lock the door if you go out and when you sleep. And then it says something in, it's in Thai. In Thai. Yeah. Then it says, caution, lady boy and lady along the street. We do not have responsibility in case of damage and lost. So basically from what we piece together, there was a lady boy, which is like a, a transvestite or whatever, um, and and a regular lady down on the street propositioning men, getting them back to the room, and then stealing their shit. Right. <laughs> you know, they'll blow them, and while they're blowing them, they're digging through their pockets for their wallet, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. 
At least that's what happened to me. Right. I was, that's I was that's so what mad. I hear. I mean, anyway. something told me. <laughs> so. It happened to a friend of mine. Yeah, so. so you so, think I'd learn after the first time, but nope. <laughs> Keeps happening, man. <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, just, right. oh, I mean. Hilarious. Yeah, where else in the world but Bangkok do you get a sign like that on your door? Hey, by the way, careful of the lady boy on the street who's going to steal your wallet. I thought, what the hell kind of place does he have me staying in? And it didn't matter because we were smoking weed and drinking beer. Drinking, well, how much were the beers in Bangkok? Like, like I remember they were like two bucks or something. Yeah, they were like And you were like, this is outrageous. <laughs> right. For there, I mean, anywhere else, especially when we went down to Cambodia, beer was 50 cents. So, and what was crazy was the beers were 50 cents and the bottled waters were a dollar. So I was telling people, I can't afford to drink water here. <laughs> yeah. I have to drink beer. Yep. <clears throat> Got to make that dollar stretch. Yeah. I was on a budget. So they tell us we got to get out of town, which I look back, I think we probably could have stayed. But there's a, um, we go into Cambodia. That trip in itself was, uh pretty interesting too i enjoyed it uh as much as you can enjoy a 14 hour bus ride was it 14 and hours i don't think it was don't, it was long it seemed like it but it was probably more like 10 it was a, it was at least 10 yeah so we're we're on this bus how much did it cost us to get to sahuknaville i think it was 14 bucks a piece if i remember was, i thought it was like 30 or something well actually cuz we had to pay like 14 to the border of, remember we had to change prices. Right. It was like, you're right, it was like 14 to the border, and then another 15 or so from the Cambodian side on. Well, we're watching movies on this bus. They show you movies. Now, these movies are stolen, pirated, bootleg bootlegged movies. movies that they show on these buses. And we were actually watching, I think it was... X-Men or yeah, something? Yeah, it was one of those, and it was the rough cut. They hadn't even digitally removed, like, the wires when the guys would jump. So Wolverine would have wires (laughs) swinging him around. I mean, I swear it was that bad. Oh, yeah. I'm not joking. And uh, And then Taken. I don't think that was a good choice of movies. Yeah, Taken. So this is what cracks me up. We're we're on a a bus one day, and there's all these checkpoints with military all along the road going down through... Cambodia, and I asked your dad, who was on the trip with us, I said, hey, what's with these military checkpoints? He said, oh, that's for the Muslims. The Muslims come down from the jungle and, and kidnap people, hijack buses, whatnot. So we're watching the movie on it is Taken, about a girl getting kidnapped overseas. Right. And I'm like, hey, good call. This is great. <laughs> so uh, I remember we stopped at one place, and there's they make these little stops. And I ordered a, I got a Coca-Cola and I crack open my Coke and I take a drink from it. And then I talk to you for a minute and I look down and my hand was covered in flies. Oh yeah. The whole Coke was covered in flies. I mean, we were in the jungle. Yeah. It's no joke. No, we were in the middle of nowhere. Ain't no Applebee's out here. (laughs) No, we were, uh, not only Cambodia, which is remote, but we were heading to a remote part of Cambodia, which, uh. I mean, once we got to Sukhnaville, was uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> There's nothing around there, but well, we stopped at a place called the Apex, which I think is a, a awesome place to stop. Right. That was in Koh Kong, Koh Kong, Cambodia. Right. Uh, if you ever, I don't know if any of our listeners are ever going to end up there for some reason, but if you do end up in Cambodia and you want to get off the beaten path and maybe not go to the uh, Nam Pen or 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 like uh, Siem Reap or somewhere right. you want to get off the beaten track. Th- this place called Koh Kong, it's a border town, and uh, this guy that runs the Apex. What was that guy's name? Man, I I used to know it, and oh. for some reason I forgot. But they all have American names too. Yeah, so yeah, they it do. Was like Alex or something. Yeah, his name was like Ching Pang Wow. <laughs> you call but, me Alex. Yeah, they okay. all had an American name. What's your name? Chuck. Right. <laughs> Your name ain't fucking Chuck. I'll tell you that much right now. In the middle of Cambodia. We named him a Tony. <laughs> so, this place, the Apex, was awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Nice pool, nice rooms. Cheap? Oh, yeah. 
uh, I don't know, what was it, like 15 bucks a night? 15 or something, yeah. If you wanted air conditioning, it was like 15, 10 if you wanted a fan, but when it's 105 at night, I think it's worth the extra 5 bucks. Dude, I was fine with a fan. I would just sleep under the fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, I uh, I was in uh, Sahuknaville for about five months and had a fan room. You get used to it after a while. Yeah. Uh, and there was a place right next to the Apex called Fat Sam's Bar. Yeah. And this was nice a cool place, place, too. Fat Sam was an expatriate. He was living in Scotland? Uh, I thought he England? was from England. Yeah, he was from England. Went over there, and, uh, you know, you can picture him. There's a reason they called him Fat Sam. He was three times bigger than any Cambodian. Right, and and he had a he had met a woman in the uh, yeah, local Mar- woman married, married her. or I don't know about married whatever you know had some sort of ceremony I'm sure, and had a daughter a funny, funny little daughter running Alice the yeah bar. she was yeah. awesome, and it, he said you know I'm not getting rich here at this little bar but you know I got my wife and my kid and my bar and I'm happy and you know it's he, he I think he just wanted to get out of the. Right, I mean, he just said he was done. He had a, uh, I think he was saying he had a, a, a successful bar in England, but it was just too much work. He was done with it, sold that. Um, also, he was, uh, he found Kokong the same way we did. He stay, he stopped on his way down to either Siem Reap or Sahuknaville, stayed there, liked it, went back a few times, and eventually decided to stay there. It's interesting, you know. And, and we met these these guys on the bus, Jan and yeah, uh, this guy Jean. Jean. <laughs> but yeah, J A N is how he spelled it. Swedish rapper. Yeah, he had <laughs> he had like gotten a rap deal in Sweden and was just floating around the world spending his money that he had earned right. off of his music. Interesting guy though. He was a um, special forces. Yeah, special forces guy for the was it the Swiss? I don't know if a Swiss army, if that's just a knife or if it's an actual army. I think it was <laughs> Sweden, wasn't it? Oh, maybe, yeah, it was, it was, is that the same thing? No, I don't think so. No, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah, it was, it was Sweden, actually, you're right. But he, he, uh, had always carried a knife on him. Oh, yeah, oh, there was, uh, he pulled it out one night, it was, uh, pretty funny. He was drunk. Oh, yeah, um. What happened was, well, he was always drunk. That guy could drink more liquor than anybody I've ever seen. Shit, I would there. drink him under the fucking table. Shit, he would fucking drink you under the table and then please. stab you in the side. Bitch, please. He wouldn't, believe <laughs> yeah. me, I would drink that little yeah. dude under the table. You would get table. under the table with him, but you wouldn't No, I'll kiss my black ass. I'll tell you what, I would, I would <laughs> destroy <laughs> anybody in a drink. And I don't drink anymore, but when I did, nobody could touch me, bro. Yeah. Nobody. Except the lady boys. Yeah, well, that was. She took my wallet. I was pissed. He. Well, <laughs> I call him she. So, yeah, he was an interesting dude. So, why, why did he pull his knife? Somebody well, tried to. Yeah, here's what happened. We were walking back from the bar. It was real late at night. And some kid just walked out and stopped us. And I thought he was going to ask us for, you know, some money or something. Uh-huh. But instead, he pulls out this little rusty steak knife. And shows it to Jan, Jean. He'd always correct me. I'd always call him Jan. Right. And uh, he showed it to him. And Jan just starts laughing. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, what's going to happen? So he's talking. They're both talking to each other. And I'm kind of backing away more and more. I'm just going to turn and run. But um, as they're arguing and talking... Jan pulls out his knife. That's not a knife. Yeah. That's a knife. <laughs> Pretty much. It was some, I don't know where he got this thing, but it was a significant knife. Right. A lot bigger than the, what the kid had. But the kid doesn't flinch. He's just, sta- so they're both standing there. And here's the funniest part to this whole story. We're all standing there. Me and Jan both have a beer in our hand. So the kid picks the knife up. And holds it to him, but a car comes by and he puts it down. So, we're just standing there. Jan's talked to him. When he puts the knife back up, Jan takes his beer can and smashes it down on top of the knife (laughs) and takes it away from him. Just wham, wham. So now Jan's standing there with two knives. Wow. The kid's knife and the beer's pouring out of the bottom of his can. And uh, 
He gives him the old fake like he's going to throw the beer can at the kid. The kid turns around and runs. And Jan just throws the beer can down with the knife stuck in the bottom of it. And starts to walk away. Doesn't even say a word about it. And I was just walking back going, I don't know what I just saw, but it was fucking awesome. Yeah, (laughs) he was an interesting dude. I never met anybody like him. Another time, I really like that guy. Another time he put a guy right down to his knees just by grabbing his hand and twisting it some weird way. This cab driver wouldn't leave him alone. Kept saying, oh, you know, I'm going to take you here. He's like, leave me alone. Get out of my face. So then the cab driver got a little rude with him. Jan just grabbed him by the thumb, twisted it some way, and the guy dropped to his knees. It was like, ah! <laughs> so he, he was definitely, but not a violent person. Like, he was funny, you know. And we met this other dude, Matt, who was from Australia. Yeah, Matt Land. And he was down for whatever. Right. Like, He's he was living in uh, England, though. He's in England, actually, right now. I still talk to those guys every I do now too. and again on Facebook. Yeah. So, um, we get down to this place, Sahuknaville, and there's beaches, uh, and it's it's beautiful. What is that, the China Sea, I think? Uh, I think it's the Ad- um, the Adaman Sea. Adaman Sea? Yeah. The Gulf of Thailand, right there. I, re- I remember the water not looking very blue. And it was very calm. There was no, oh, yeah, there, no you couldn't surf, surf there because no. it was like a lake. Pretty much, yeah. There was no surf there at all. Ever like after a storm, one one day there were about four foot waves coming in. But uh, I was there during a monsoon. There's a picture on my Facebook of me cooking my dinner on a uh, portable um, propane stove. For two days we couldn't leave the uh, the room because they said. The last monsoon, two people got killed by flying coconuts and debris. Wow. So we said, oh, well, we'll just stay in the room then. The winds were probably 80 miles an hour, constant. Um, Coconut storms. hitting you at 80 miles an hour will yeah. fuck you up. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to go to a doctor over there unless you absolutely have to. Right. Believe me, I thought I was going to die down there one time. And it was like, I don't care. I'd rather die in this bed than... Uh, I don't know what happened to me, but I woke up with welts all over my back. I think they were spider bites. And I should have took a picture of them. I should, here, I would have gone straight to the hospital. But there, I was just like, screw it all. I'll see what happens. Don't you and, think they would have seen that kind of thing in the hospital before over there? Yeah. But in, see, in Thailand, the medical treatment, dentistry, pharmaceuticals are all top of the... I mean... But we were in Cambodia. That ain't Thailand. Yeah. When you get to Cambodia, even if you read in the um, in the travel books, it'll say medical care. If you need any medical care from a hangnail to near-death experiences, see Thailand. Yeah. So. I got sick down there, too. That's another <laughs> reason I took off. I just wasn't. Right, it takes a little getting used to. Yeah, it, sure. it was too much for me after all the shit. So, okay, so we're, I had packed very few clothes because I figured, oh, yeah. <laughs> I figured, you know, I'll just buy clothes when I'm down there. Not a good idea. No, because the average Thai or Cambodian <laughs> is about five foot two. Mm-hmm. Now it weighs in around eighty five to to a hundred pounds. There, <laughs> so there's there ain't no gap around either, you know. No. So we find a market in the middle of the fucking jungle, a market where they sell anything from live. Uh, it's just like a fish. To, looks like a flea market, an Asian flea market. Right. Basically, I remember that this uh, bum came up to me outside and asked me for money, and I gave him something. I don't know what it was, some money, and he got mad at me because I guess it wasn't enough. Right. <laughs> and cursed me out. And he I remember probably, all the people <clears throat> around me laughing at what he said. And I was right. like, what did he say? What the fuck did he say? <laughs> yeah. You probably, it's funny, you probably gave him Cambodian money. They don't I did. want that. American dollars is all they want over Oh, there. fuck him. That's what I say. Kiss my ass. Yeah. After a while, they wouldn't even ask me for money anymore. So I go to buy clothes, and everything is too small because Cambodians are really tiny and I I had been drinking at the time. I've lost a lot of weight now because I quit drinking but at the time I was heavier and it looked like maybe I had shopped at the Baby Gap or somewhere like that. 
Kids are us. Yes. So, uh. It was a good look for you, though. It was. So <laughs> I look like, uh, fucking. I had no clothes that fit me properly. I had to bum clothes off of you, I remember. Yeah. Uh, so we, we go, uh, one day, we get a tuk-tuk, and we go out. That's a, ca- that's a cab over there. Yeah, if you don't know what a tuk-tuk is, it's <laughs> like a taxi cab, but not really. There's no... It's a motorcycle with a cart on the back of it, basically. Basically, yeah. So, uh... A motorized rickshaw. We get off the beaten path. We go into this, this, well, what's sort of like a town, and then we go out into the jungle... And we find a place called the High Season Bar. It was a bar that one of these local guys was trying to rent. Yeah. But it was kind of a ripoff because it, the price was great. It was like, what did he want? It, first of all, let me describe this place. It's in the middle of the jungle. But there's a, a path. Or, uh, like there, there's a road. There's a road that goes by. So there's some traffic, okay? But there's this grass top, r- grass roof kind of hut style bar restaurant music stage right. six guest rooms little hotel they wanted like what was it 3 350 a month yeah like 300 a month i think for it american for the whole yeah. thing and uh, but they wanted it back during the high season right which why would i want to own the bar in the low season no, it wasn't a good deal so we were like fuck that but it was awesome yeah, oh, it was nice. It was really neat. Um, and there was... I remember seeing monkeys. Just oh, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> we were on the road, and there was fucking monkeys, cr- like, walking around. I said to the guy, do these monkeys bite? And he said, I don't know. I said, well, what the how kind of tour guide are you? <laughs> um, I'm going to turn that off. There was a village that I saw that was pretty amazing. It was... Um, I'll tell you about that when we come back. We'll be right back. Remember that song I wrote over there? Yeah. <laughs> Cambodia. Cambodia. Land of mystery. Cambodia. Cambodia. We've got the highest rate of STDs. Cambodia's a place you will enjoy. John Wilson hooks up with lady boys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. So last we uh, were talking. Now you you um, the kid jumps out with a knife. You're with you're with Jan and. Uh, the kid jumps out with a knife. Now, now I didn't see a lot of no, that was violence only, no, over there or anything. The I felt time, pretty safe. Yeah, that was the only time I had any trouble with a, a Cambodian. Um, and what? And so, Jean, this kid pulls a knife. Jean takes his beer, pounds it on the knife, and, t- and, and takes, takes the, the, knife be- the knife away with his beer. Now, he's a special forces guy, so he knows how to do shit like that. Right. <laughs> and then what did he say? Oh, what well, was funny because I didn't know what to say. He looks at me, and with the straightest face, he throws down the beer and goes, that motherfucker cost me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just walk on like nothing happened. Yeah, he was, a, he was an interesting guy. I, I really like that guy. I like Matt, too. I, we, we should all take another trip somewhere. Oh, yeah. Okay, so tell me about Chiang Mai. Right. And tell me about Nan. Now... Do you still talk to Nan? Yeah, I talk to her every now and then. Not a whole lot anymore. If you go back, will you give her the high hard one? Oh, sure. If she doesn't already have somebody else, which I'm sure she does. But <laughs> Now, Chiang Mai is a very... Paint a picture for me of Chiang Mai. I know it's very modern. You have internet access a yeah, lot of it's, places. It's modern compared to where we were. Um, right. Starbucks, uh, movie theater. Expensive? And- no, um, more expensive than Cambodia, but not bad. Um, my dad was living in, in a high rise there, and his rent was, I believe, twenty about less than three thousand for the year, and that included everything: maid service, laundry service, 
you could, um, it didn't like it didn't include your food, but you could just call downstairs, have food ordered up to your room. Wow. Um, cable TV. I still want to go to that place. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was nice. Like when you were inside there, it was just like any apartment anywhere, you know, here. Or, and the healthcare must be pretty good. They they your dad had a heart attack and he right. pulled through. Right, and uh, the bill was five thousand bucks total. For like four nights stay, um, a stint put in, um, medication, all the tests, five grand. I remember like people, I don't know if you know this, but Americans were voted the worst tourists in the world recently and due to a survey. And uh, now we, we didn't have a lot of trouble with the locals. But you had a run-in with a Scottish guy. Um, yeah, well, a Scottish guy and two Australian guys that threatened to beat me up, and luckily they were so drunk they couldn't. An Australian drinking? Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> no, it was surprising. That, yeah, that's it weird. It surprised me. Um, so tell me about the Scottish guy. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, he was just one of those guys that... Uh, um, didn't know much about America, but he knew he hated everything we were doing. Right. And um, talked about Scotland like it was the jewel of the world. Right. Um, I, I don't know a lot about Scotland, but I probably venture to guess most of the things he was saying was bullshit. Like, what was he saying? <clears throat> well, he was just... Um, because he would talk shit about America. I know oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, everything. Scotland's better than America? First of all, haggis <laughs> right. disqualifies yeah. you from being better than America. That That's and, like a, a goat's asshole. <laughs> right, stuffed with, sh- you know, who knows what. And then, shit. yeah, and uh, <laughs> by the way, isn't Scottish Scotland the place where dudes walk around in skirts? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, hmm, what's that about? Yeah. <laughs> what's that about? We don't do that shit <laughs> yeah. here. So, uh, I'd always tell him, you know... He would always uh, just talk about Americans. Uh, one time he said, oh, uh, we all carry guns and um, the mo- people get killed because we shoot each other by mistake all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know how many times yeah. I've shot my friend accidentally. Yeah. Friendly fire, my fault. Right. And we don't all carry guns. A lot of us do, but um, what else? Oh, uh, here's what I was uh, – I would all. I have a knack of being able to say the thing that'll just piss somebody off right off the bat. Right, you do it with me all yeah, the time. Right. So I, uh, I would all we'd get into these arguments, and then I'd say I'd stop and I'd go, "Well, you know what? If tomorrow, if Scotland just sunk into the ocean, you know who would know about it? The people in Scotland. <laughs> That's it. Nobody would even care, and he would just go berserk, um, telling me how." I don't know, all this crazy shit about how, uh, it's all bullshit about how people in Scotland all get along, and it's like, those drunken fucks just drink and fight all the time, and then, um, I'd also tell him, you know, he'd always bring up these stereotypes, so I, you know, always bring up, you know, people think the Scottish is just drunken sheep fuckers. Right. (laughs) And, you know, in my mind, that's all they do. They drink, they fight, then they go home and fuck their sheep. And uh, he would just get pissed off, uh, want to talk of politics, and he wouldn't know anything about them. And at first, I would defend. At first, it would piss me off. I'd try to defend, and then I realized I'm no ambassador. Fuck it. If that's what they want to think, let yeah, them think it. Fuck Scotland. Yeah. And, unless they want to pay for us to go out there and check it out and talk about how nice it is. Right. <laughs> But I mean, didn't they come up with bagpipes like that? Isn't uh, that the shittiest it, instrument the ever? Most, in, yeah. <laughs> it's as annoying as their fucking Scottish accent. So people from anywhere think their their home country is awesome. Oh, you could yeah. be from Shitopia, right? That's and you'd just be like, how it is. "Yeah, <laughs> our fat hairy women are the best." Yeah. <laughs> So. It's Shitopia. Our fat, hairy women are the best. <laughs> you American women with big breasts and thin are so ugly with your hairless faces. Come to Shitopia. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Come to Scotland. She can't take any more, Captain. 
Why can't you be more like Scotland? Put on a skirt and play some bagpipes type and watch some Craig Ferguson. Now that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. So, uh, oh, I think we have a caller. Hello, uh, this is John Wilson. Uh, this is Non. Oh, God. That doesn't sound like you, Non. <laughs> <laughs> no, this not. You You come back, I give you happy ending for free. Happy ending, tug, tug. Hello? Oh, yeah. Do you miss me, John? This, this is not Non. Do you miss me? Non's voice was a little deeper than that. Do you miss me, round die? <laughs> that's, that's Non. That's ridiculous. Hang on, we got another caller. Yeah, this is John Wilson calling John Wilson. Hello. <laughs> That's not a good impression. You always do that. <laughs> That's not what I sound like. No. So, well, no, when you're really stoned, you do. You're like, whoa. Everybody sounds like that. When they're yeah, really that's stoned. that's true. You've been to other places, Costa Rica. Uh, I know you were in. Ve- you're, you spent a lot of time in Vegas, Los Angeles, Costa Rica. Um, um all. My job, I mean, I do demolition, so I'm all over the country. I've been, you know, I've lived in Orlando, Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles. You said you felt safer in Asia than New York City. Oh, yeah. Or Philadelphia is the craziest place I've ever lived. Right. You know, I don't want to say it was a shithole, but it was a shithole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, at least least you sugarcoated it. Right. I don't want to offend anybody from Philadelphia. Uh, cool. Well, I just wanted to tell them about our, our adventures in Southeast Asia. Now, you've been saving up. You've been working hard at this new job, this demolition job down in uh, New, Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. And you're saving up for another trip. Right. And I think we should take the podcast somewhere. Yeah, that'd be great. Like, uh, before, um, you know, I didn't really, I had no video camera. I didn't, um blog anything didn't um record anything i think it'd be real interesting to uh get some of this stuff on video and uh do some podcasts from over there yeah i think that's the plan well thanks for coming uh coming by the podcast john and uh if you want to add john wilson to your facebook uh page don't be a weirdo or or a creep or something if if you've got i've got enough of those on there yeah if you're a cool person and you just want to see some pictures that he took uh, you can add him on Facebook. It's John Wilson. What's your profile picture? Uh, me uh, cooking on a toilet, right, in a Cambodian uh, um, hotel room. Cool. Well, we'll we'll have you back on the show to talk about some of this other stuff. And uh, thanks again for coming by. You could add yeah, no me problem. on um, uh, Twitter, everybody, under the name MojoCat1973. That's MojoCat1973 on Twitter. And uh, that's about it. Thanks for listening. Safe travels. Smoke weed.